So yeah, just I mean like general thoughts on Horizon because um, I do think this is a big game, and I think people you know do want us to just even if we haven't played. Well, the big game was the Super Bowl. What's sir? that? The big game was the Super Bowl. Why you got to bring that up? Because we were just talking about it. You know, this this is my big game. That can be that can be your. I understand why it's Yield's big game, <laughs> but tricky. You the Giants weren't in there. The Giants haven't been there for a while. How's that your big game? Well, listen, I'm 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 an XFL uh, loyalist, and instead of the Super Bowl, it's the big game at the end. How how long has it been since the XFL was on? A year. Two years. Two years. Yeah, two years. and it's. It's well, died right. for they a second time, the right? The pandemic, so two years. Hey, it's well, going to come back for a third, third time for charm, baby. Listen, I, I'm not going to say anything positive or negative about the XFL, but the pandemic really killed it. Did didn't really give it a shot. I think that that's a sign that the, uh, was the XFL better. wasn't meant to be a thing. Because what is it right, going to be? Another twenty years for Vince to revive it? You know, who knows what kind of mental state Vince McMahon well, will be at that point? The The Rock owns it now. Oh, right. Does he really? Yeah, him and his ex-wife bought it. She 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 runs it. <laughs> the Rock's like, I've got more than enough money. I got I got to get rid of some of this money. Well, no, it's 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 The Rock's ex-wife actually. Well, yeah, but when he when he well, bought it, the, the, they were probably married. The, they he, yeah he he bought it, or they both bought it, and she's the head of it. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just being clear. His ex-wife is like his manager, and his like makes all the decisions for his career. Like he he still has a close connection with his ex wife that she runs basically his career. So yes, Gar- Garcia, whatever her name is, I forget her first name. Danny Garcia. Da- yeah, that's Rock's ex wife, and she basically runs his entire career. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host Tricky Mick, Alex. I yield to no one. Steve and Sid. Everybody and welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode five hundred thirteen. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Alex. I have never been more excited to travel to some place that is referred to as forbidden. He is. He brings you awesome every week. It's I yield to no one. The five is alive. Finally. Well, you know, Yield had some business he had to take care of on the three and on the four. But you know, better late than never, right? He's got his. Well, I won't say it now. He's got a new platinum, and I'm not going to ruin it before you can announce it. All right, so let's get into that. Uh, Yield, you uh, you opened up your five. Yes, I opened up a five. We had a discussion about your initial impressions, but I figured I'll let you tell the audience what you said. Okay, so my initial reaction for when I popped the five in and I put it up, turned it on, went through the steps. Uh, and and th- this is just me, but I was disappointed with how the quick start guide was and how the walkthrough of setting up the console was. It was just kind of not necessarily informative. There were a lot of things that are preset on the system that I'm like, well, I don't want that. Well, how do I not do that? You know, so it just 
annoying things. Not that I like hate hate it. It's just you know, I wish there had been. I understand the quick guide to get everything plugged in and get you going, but then I thought the initial setup. Okay, we're gonna walk you through this and that, and it was kind of again real quick. And then here you hear the system. So from that, I still don't like the user interface. But I mean, we talked about this on our phone call, but you traditionally don't like the interfaces when you open up the new consoles. This happened on the three, this happened on the four, and now it's happened on the five as well, right? But I don't like this one more than I haven't liked previous ones past. Okay. Um, but the, like I said, th- that's just a personal thing. I still say my favorite is the threes XMB. I don't like when I turn my system on that I start off with Explore and there's a whole bunch of crap on there about videos that people have, YouTube videos or whatever that people have made, articles on games, and I forget what the third one is. And I'm just like, I, it's, to me, and this is just my opinion, it's a lot of crap that that doesn't really need to be on there, at least not front and center. You know, if you want to put it under here, you know, that's okay. You know, um, your your trophy list, you have to click, in my opinion, too far to find it. I had to ask Tricky, where do you find your trophy list? Yo, so uh, outside of the cross media bar, I mean, we had a conversation about Astro's Playroom as well. Is it yeah. Astro's Playroom? Yeah. Do what? 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 The five the fives game is Astro's Playroom. Yes. Okay. What What were your thoughts on that? Because I know your brother kind of like you know uh, poked the bear a little bit, asking you if it's a tech demo, what's your game? You know, what it's were both. your overall thoughts of uh, that game? So uh, initially, I was just kind of like I, and I think I did kind of. It was me trying to get used to it. You know the the the, the slingshot part. You know where you jump on the controller and then you slingshot basically. You know slingshot yourself up into the air to glide. And that was kind of annoying me. And that's when we were talking. That's why I'm like, I'm not real thrilled with it. Um, after playing it, still not overly thrilled with it. I mean, it's a cute game. Not going to win any awards. But it's fun. Nice little hitch, nice little uh, walk down PlayStation memory lane. Right, right. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's a tech demo, in a sense, because we're showing you what the dual sense can do in a small sense. It's not like a full blown like this is everything it can do. It just kind of, you know, touches on the main features that it can do. But so I'm I'm really waiting to get a hold of you know Horizon or Ratchet and Clank or Sifu and and really see what it does. Overall, my my initial feeling of the five is that I am not blown away by it. Okay, fair enough. You know, you know, you, you know when you open normally when you open a console and you play that first game, you're kind of like, oh wow! I did not get that. Now, granted, like I said, I'm playing kind of a slash tech demo, but I I, I wasn't blown away. I was just kind of like, oh okay. I, I see. I, I I want to call Astros a tech demo, but to me, it feels a little bit too polished to be called a tech demo. 
They really like it's not something like they threw together and there's bugs and stuff like that. They they put some polish on it, so that's why I don't call it a tech demo. Yeah, well, and that's why I said it. It's it's both. It's it's it, it it's a tech demo, but it's a tech demo in the sense that it shows you how to use a controller, but in the same aspect, it's a full fledged game. Yeah. Now I'm not gonna say triple A. I mean, even though it was made by a triple A developer, but it's not a triple A game, but. It's still all right. All right. So Alex had to step away for a minute. Uh, all right. So yield. Let's go with. Uh, let's keep the show going here. Uh, let's do our updated trophy counts. I am level six hundred eighty-one. Total trophies of sixteen thousand six hundred fifty. Uh, sorry, I can't. The screen was a little too far away. Sixteen thousand five hundred fifty-three with three hundred seventy-one platinums. Alex is level five. Uh, four. Wow, I can't read today. Four fifty-five. Total trophies of 7,842 with 122 Platinums and 121 games. Oh, good, because I was going to do it if you didn't. I, I, You know, it's very rare I do that before, but... Because I, I think it's so stupid to say that, but, you know, I digress. Yield? Uh, 470 is my level, with a trophy count of 8290 and a plat count of 149. So, I got one new Platinum this week. And that was... Astros Playroom. All right. I'm one. I, I'm one trophy away from being 100. percent Oh, you uh. See, I didn't go back and get all the other trophies. Well, there's only th- there's only three in the add-on. I yeah. I think I I think I left one. And and the first one is a kind of a gimme. If you sit through the credits, the first one's a gimme. And I think I didn't get the one where you had to get the total time of under seven minutes for all the speed runs. That that's the one that I don't have yet, and I just figured that. That would be something of oh goal. Um, that would that would be something that I'd probably just kind of like oh I'm bored okay let's let's do a speed run or two you know one of those type things that it's funny about that uh that trophy or that What's that? Uh, that game I should say is I can always tell when somebody gets a new PS5 because I start getting the messages saying hey such and such beat your time do you want to go back and try to beat him gotcha. And you will get those. When somebody gets a new PS5 and somebody plays that game, you will start getting those messages. You're like, okay, I'm happy for them. I'm not going back. Yeah. Because trust me, if I do end up getting that trophy, you beat my time, you can have it. <laughs> and it's and it's not even like beat the time on like the total time. It's if you beat my time on a certain level, I get that one. And so every level you beat my time on, I get that message. Copy. So it's a little annoying, but it's you know a little competitive. Well, and, oh, and something else I didn't say about the PlayStation Five that annoys me. Well, and, and, and this 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 annoys me more than the user interface. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't have my trophy ding. What do you mean you don't have your trophy ding? There's no ding. It, it's the notification sound. There's no trophy ding. Um. And that annoys the holy hell out of me. Trophy pops, and I don't really know it. I just happen to see the corner of my screen. Oh, look, I got a trophy. I got the ding. Is there something in the menu that you change it? Because it's not a ding. It's a notifi- It's like the little notification sound. It's not the trophy ding. I don't remember ever changing a sentence, but I got a ding. And it's actually, uh, you get a ding, a different ding for normal trophies. And then when you get the platinum, it's a totally different ding. Yeah, yeah, no. Unless it's just because it was Astro's Playroom. 
You know, but either way, super annoyed. I want my ding. I know that's not that, 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 that that's petty and dumb, but you want to know what I find petty? Is What's the that? that? Like the trophy notification isn't on the top left; it's on the top right. That is kind of weird. I, that threw me off. I was like, "What?" I'm like, I'm, I'm like, who keeps logging into my game? I'm, oh, I get a trophy, or not logging into my game? Who keeps logging in and out? I'm like, oh, I got a trophy. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think they need to separate that and put it back on the left. It, it, it's a weird thing to say, but it, it just feels more natural on the left. It does. Alex, so let me ask you. Tricky says there is when you get a trophy, there is the traditional trophy ding. Can you confirm or deny this? Because I didn't get that with any of mine with Astro's Playroom, and it annoyed the holy heck out of me. I'm pretty sure I have heard it on the five, but also, like, recently, especially, like, when you get you try to get a platinum trophy, you generally have to play through the game a few times. So on the second run through a game, like, I'll turn on, um, you know, mute. You know, like, going through and collect, getting all the collectibles in Jedi Fallen Order, like, there's no need to have the sound on. Except, I guess, when you interact with, you know, members of your crew. But most of the time, you know, you don't need the sound on. So, like, I'll just put it on mute and just listen to a podcast or something in the background. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I'll have to listen out for it. But I'm assuming, you know, that they give you the option somewhere to turn it on or off. You know, I, I, don't know. I, I, I was trying to find it and couldn't find it. But yet again, I'm, but you're, still, you're I'm, I'm still new with the system. Like, I had to, like I said, I had to text Tricky and go where are the trophy lists at? Because I can't find it. I had to text him to go, how do I turn this system to keep turning on every time I turn my HDMI to where the five comes through at? Because that was annoying me. I know it's a cool I know it's a cool thing, but it was annoying me. Did, did I tell you the right thing? Because after I told you, I was yes. like, I'm not sure if that's what you meant. Yes, that's what I was meaning. Because I, okay. I, I turned my system off, and I had gone over to my four. And then... I don't know why. I'm like, well, I'm going to go back to my five, you know, because I, I, I thought I thought of, oh, I know what. I wanted to buy the season pass for Immortals Phoenix Rising, and it was ending on Tuesday. Right. So I'm like, oh, crap. Well, I'll make sure I'll buy it on the five, even though the description said four and five. Just to cover my base, I will purchase it on my five. So I, so I, I left my four on, you know. Input it over to my five and went to turn it on, and all of a sudden it auto kicked on. I'm like, "What the hell?" You know, and I'm like, "That's why I'm like, is there? Can I turn this off?" And you're like, "Yes," and I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> well, okay. The, see, there's two things with that sentence that I, I like and I don't like. It's the fact that if I turn on my PS5, it automatically turns my TV on. That that's why I keep the link on. I don't have the problem of turning my TV on and then my PlayStation 5 turns on. I don't know. I'm just... I don't know. For some reason, I don't know why. I, 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 I've I tried to think about it, and I can't put a finger on it. I'm finicky about stuff like that. I just... Right. I, it's just one of those pet peeves of mine. All right, yeah, I mean, since you guys have already talked about Astro's Playroom, I'll, I'll just kind of throw in a little further my two cents. I totally get... And by the way, I love Homer's little... Uh, gift there that he shared that, that was the chosen one <laughs> you were the chosen one yeah because i think he wanted you to say more is more demo i i wanted to say it was a tech demo no t- honestly truth be told it's both in my humble opinion played through it platinum it only one trophy from having 100 percent. 
doing the game doing the game justice, it's both. So yeah, I feel like it's a game that works as a tech demo because it shows you what the DualSense can do. So it shows you off the functionality of the DualSense, but by itself it can be a full game that you buy off the PlayStation Network. Not like a Horizon-sized game or something like that, but you could spend it, you know, 20 bucks for it on a PSN game. Um, but again, it does also, it, it works as both. It has the functionality of a demo to show off what the DualSense can do, which is why it's packed in free with the PS5. So, Yield, I do want to say that probably, you know, all the references and stuff were my favorite part about Astro's Playroom. How did you like the uh, that the end of each area of Astro's Playroom, you know, when you, like, collected the console, essentially, is where you, uh, they had, like, the startup screen for each of the old consoles in the background while you were I, finishing I, up. I thought it was really cool as you're walking up to it or as the level starting, the startup music hits. And I chuckle and be like, "Oh yeah, this is PlayStation 2. Oh yeah, this was this was the PlayStation." And then and and then some of them, what you know, in the sky, you had the startup screen, so to speak. You know, I remember seeing the XNB for the three in the sky. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." So, but there were a couple of things that artifacts that you would find, and I'd be like, "I don't even remember that." Yeah, it happened to me a couple times too. You know, but most of it was PlayStation One. Because I really didn't have a PlayStation 1. I jumped on board at PlayStation 2. My brother had a 1, so I bought a few games and played them on his console. I jumped on board at the 2. So most of the stuff was 1-related, where I'm like, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And there was a couple of odd and end things on the 3 and the 2 that I was like, nope, don't remember hearing about that. It must have been a Japan thing. So... All right, so let's get into what we've been playing. Uh, Yield, we'll start with you, sir, because uh, we kind of talked about you talking about you know, playing Astros, Astros Playroom. I can't speak this week. Don't feel Astros, bad. I'm having trouble, too. Astros Playroom. Uh, what else have you been playing, sir? So, Astros Playroom. I've been playing uh, a little bit today. i playing some World of Warship Legends. I've been playing some Rocket League. Uh... Oh, fudge. What all have I been playing? Did you play Rock Band? No, I did not play Rock Band. I actually have not played Rock Band in a while, but I have been getting the itch. Believe it or not, there have been a couple days I've been going home and I've been kind of like, eh, maybe I should pop on Rock Band for a little bit and and mess around. Um, I'm not going to play it on my five. I'm not downloading every single individual song. That's not happening. Yeah, that's it. that process takes a while. Yeah, that process would take a while. Um, been playing some Sniper Elite 3, Deep Rock Galactic, played some Ticket to Ride, play, and played some Jackbox 1, 2, and 3 Party Pack. And I believe that's everything I've played in the last couple of weeks. Alright. Uh, Alex? Got actually two new Platinums this week. I'm assuming you guys read off my trophy list already. Yes. Ho- hopefully you didn't shun me or, or, or kind of lock me out there. He no, and he did do your in 121 games. I made sure of it. When I'm editing, I don't want to hear Tricky not say it, and then have to be like, "Well, damn it, I got to go in and uh, re-edit something or re-record something just to uh, just because Tricky doesn't want to recognize my my truth." That oh, don't feel bad. If he wasn't, I was going to chime it in there. Excellent. I had your back. Yep. Two new platins this week. Crawling up the ladder there in the backlog beat down. I got nine points now total, I believe. Uh, the two Platinums that I got this week, I finally got the Platinum Trophy in Hot Wheels Unleashed after weeks and weeks of grinding out coins and gears. 
And then I also got the Platinum Trophy in Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And uh, I did not think that I would ever get that Platinum Trophy before Horizon came out. So the final week, because like within, I think I finally finished the story. I rolled credits last week, late last week. So to go back to all the planets and get all the collectibles and everything, finish up all the trophies. I had to uh, hustle this week to get it done, and I, I managed to, so very happy with that. Got all my Platinum Trophies out of the way so I can fully focus on Horizon now. And uh, just last thing I'll say about Jedi Fallen Order, and you know, you guys can both interject here with this, you know, agree, disagree, but I have a feeling you'll agree. That game had a fantastic ending. I love the way that game ends, because it's like, Star Wars has this one thing that they do really well. Strong disagree. You what? Strong disagree. Okay. okay. Right. Well, I agree with Alex. I think that one of the great things that Star Wars is, even when the villains win, you know, like Revenge of the Sith or um, Empire Strikes Back, there's always hope that they give you. So it's not like a complete loss. Like, they give you hope that the good guys will pull it out. So, you know, even though they're, you know, I I don't want to spoil anything, but you kind of take an L at the end, but then there's still hope left that and, and we will you know we're gonna get a jedi fallen order too and we'll we'll see how the story progresses with the characters and everything but i i thoroughly enjoyed the the ending tricky was there without going into specifics or put a spoiler tag on it what didn't you like about the, the ending of fallen order well at this point there's there's no way i can talk about it without spoiling it so uh i'm gonna send you a soundbite for a spoiler tag that you put it in right now Hey guys, Tricky here. I uh, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. We're about to spoil the hell out of Fallen Order. Uh, I know this is an old game, and we probably aren't spoiling much for anybody that has played it or is going to play it. But wanted to give you the heads up that uh, we're going to be spoiling the game right now. And if you don't want to be spoiled, come back at 2851. I think the cameo at the end was... A throwaway cameo. It really didn't add anything to the story whatsoever. Okay, so it's been so long since I've played it. What what was the cameo? Vader. Oh, well, you knew he was going to show up. Oh, okay. But it was a throwaway. Like, yeah, because you you didn't you didn't you didn't throw down with him. You didn't throw down with well, him. Well, really you didn't. did, but you weren't going to win. Well, no, no. Uh, yeah. Okay, but what I'm saying is, it, it's basically him whipping your ass as you're trying to escape. He added nothing to the story whatsoever, other than he comes in and kills the second sister. The, it, it, it was it was a nice thing. Don't get me wrong; it's nice to see Vader in the game. You kind of expected to see some uh, main character show up, but it was a throwaway. It was like uh, it was like fan service more than it added to the story. It does set up the next game, though, because you have to imagine that Vader is going to play a bigger role in the next game. Okay, that's fine. Again, I didn't need Vader to come in and kill the second sister. Well, that that's how Vader rolls. Like, that's how the Empire rolls. Like, they don't tolerate failure very well. And they see him because of the Stormtroopers, you know, that once was the clone army and, you know, became the Stormtroopers. They see people as disposable. I mean, look at the succession of the Sith Lords, of the Masters. Uh, Palpatine was all ready to get rid of Vader in in name of getting Luke in there to be, you know, his, his Padawan or his, his apprentice. And then you have, before that, he was all ready to get rid of Dooku. So Anakin can roll in there. So that's the way they see people as expendable. So it makes sense. That Underst understood. But I, again, there was no reference to Vader this entire game. Then all of a sudden he shows up and kills her. I get it. 
like I, I I'm not mad that he showed up. What I'm mad at is the fact that it's a throwaway cameo. Like there was nothing like even when you escape from Vader, you escape by from Vader by cracking the glass and flooding the thing, and Vader all of a sudden turns his attention to stop the flooding, which he can't die from, to and letting you escape. Then you go through all the things, and I, I forget the object that you get that has all the names on it. The hol- a holocron? The hol- the holocron? Yeah, the holocron. You finally get that, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, we're destroying it. Everybody's on their own. Then why go through all that process? Because you can. Because the holocron then doesn't get into the hands of the Empire, which can then look up the names and locations of all the Force-sensitive children and then go after them. Now they don't. They can't find it, at least through the holocron. Right. So they I. But they would they wouldn't be I'm sorry, yield. They wouldn't no, be able to get their hands their, their hands on it if it wasn't for Cal. So I kind of thought the same way in the end that that it was rather I'm gonna use the wrong word, but rather anticlimactic in the sense of we spent the whole game to get this and now we now it. now we're gonna destroy it. And I got why they destroyed it. I understood why. So I w- I'm hoping that in the second game that we kind of clear that up in, in a sense. Because not that I'm like confused by it, but you know what I'm saying? That we kind of uh, flush it out more, maybe. Or maybe I just missed something. But I still didn't let that deter me from how I thought it was a really good game. Oh, no, it was a good game. I just didn't like the way it ended. And just for context, before we actually go back to, to the, the actual game. Or- yeah, because this was a really long spoiler tag. Yes. Uh, yeah, you, uh, Alex, I'm going to give you, like, just tell me the times and I'll patch that in later. Um, but he, what was my other question? I don't oh, know. Timeline-wise, we can all agree, this is probably, like, when Luke and Leia are, like, pre-teen teenagers. Like, they haven't gotten, like, Luke hasn't met up with Ben yet, right? Uh, I mean, we, the only thing we see of Ben Kenobi is when he's in a hologram early on in the game that um, Cal finds. And he no, but what I'm saying is this has got this, Cal is running around when like Luke is like pre teenager, right? This is not far after Order sixty six. <sighs> I mean, well, you got to go because in Order sixty six no. in the game, uh, Cal he's is still, still a kid. Padawan. He's still very young. I'd say around like yeah. ten or eleven, maybe. And in this game, I'd say he's maybe early to mid twenties. So I'd say maybe a decade has passed. I don't know. Maybe I've got that wrong. But I mean, I, w- I would say that I-, I would say he was either like 19 or 20, 19 to 22 would be my guess, because they're still cleaning up, at least on some planets after the Clone Wars, because you see them on that one planet where we're, where, 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 where we found Cal. They're still scrapping. Uh, uh, separatist ships. So, right, but, what, but basically, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is in in, full, in uh, the second game, we're, there's no chance we're going to see Luke and Leia. You never know. Not unless they move this, you know, 10, 20 years in the future. I mean, unless for some reason you zip over to Tatooine and see him in the background. Yeah, I don't think you're going to. He's going to walk up and be like, hey, how's it going? All right. I mean, I I believe, and this is just my own personal belief, that we're going to run into Yoda in the second game. I I wouldn't think so, Tricky. You don't think we're going to run into Yoda? 
I don't think so because if we do, then then we start mucking with the movie timeline. Okay. Okay. Because the the whole emphasis on the movies, especially the original trilogy, that as far as Yoda and Obi Wan are concerned, Luke's it until they you get the reveal about Leia. Luke's it. There are nobody else. Now we find out through video games and we find out through Clone Wars that there are a couple of other ones that seem to have survived Order 66. So if all of a sudden he runs into Yoda, you know, you could downplay it as well. He was still trying to protect Cal, so that's why I know it's all Luke. I would say it starts to mech with with timelines. Or not timelines, it mechs with storytelling. Alright. Alright, let's get back to the show proper. All right, so uh, Alex, you've finished up Jedi Order, uh, uh, Fallen Order. Sorry. Fallen Order, Fallen Order. I I, I keep getting all the Jedi. I I want to say Force Unleashed. I want to say Fallen Order. I want to say uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Which, by the way, Force Unleashed is a good game. Both of them really good never game. played them. Oh, they're doing like I guess a remaster for the Switch. And I saw that it looks like absolute shit. Well, I mean, it's a rem. I mean. I had complaints about the way that Alan Wake remastered looked, and yeah, you know people. This looks worse than the original. Well, I mean, point people opinion. point to, point out the fact that there's only so much you can do with a remaster. I know it's not a complete rework from the ground up, but uh, I mean, you kind of again have to temper your expectations. You know, the opposite of what I did for for Alan Wake, and just kind of you know because how how old is uh, Force Unleashed? It's at least a decade. Well, old. it's it's from the three, so. And I mean, Switch graphics can look good when they're stylized, but the Switch itself doesn't have, you know, the greatest graphics in the world. It's not, it can't compete with the newest Xbox and PlayStation. And unfortunately for the Switch, that's what we're playing on. Switch definitely fills a certain role in the video game industry and, and fills that a certain niche. We've seen how successful it is, but graphically, it's, it's not meant to be a powerhouse. All right. Uh, so what else you've been playing besides that? Oh, well, you know what I've been playing, Tricky, because we've both been playing it. Uh, I know. You know, I was, I was hoping that, uh, Yield actually started because I was thinking about this in 513 episodes of this show. I don't think there's ever been a time where the three hosts were playing the exact same game at the exact same time. No, there hasn't. I I, I am hoping to start it this week. We were we were going to try to start it today, but there was stuff we needed to do around the house, and we just never got to it. So, so I'm, I'm my my hope is to start it next week. All right, so hopefully, you know, the two of us don't beat it before that, so we can actually have this monumental uh, point in the show, 513, 14 episodes in. All right, so, uh, yeah, I've been playing quite a few games. Uh, I played Planet Coaster. How is that? Because I, I, I put it on my download list. I'm really considering buying the Ghostbusters pack for it, because it's half off right now. Okay. I I only did the tutorial level. Okay. Okay. So what I'm about to say could be very jaded in what I say. It was very, very annoying playing that game because every five seconds a tutorial was popping up. I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do, look at the things I wanted to look at. You know, like it's very much roller coaster tycoonish and the fact that you can control uh 
you know, the, the, the spending of each thing, the construction, open it, close it, maintenance, all that stuff. Everything Roller Coaster Tycoon, this is basically a, a, a high-powered clone of it. But I wasn't able to look at my park because every five seconds it was like, oh, you got to do this. Oh, you got to do that. Oh, you got to hire this person. And then it was also late at night, so I really didn't get a chance to, uh, after I finished the tutorial level, I was tired and went to bed and I haven't popped it back on. But I did notice that just in the tutorial level alone, I popped 39% of the trophies. Wow. So it doesn't seem like that hard of a platinum. Uh, now, I haven't gone back and looked at the actual trophy list, but that's, uh, you know, I'm looking at my trophies right now. I've got, I got 16 trophies just in the tutorial level. Wow. So, um, I, I finished up Iki Island on Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I do recommend both of you guys go back and play that. It's very, very good. Um, I started playing It Takes Two. Uh, I have not popped a trophy in that game because apparently trophies don't come very easily in that game. Uh, I started up the Lego Movie 2 video game. Okay, uh, and? It's... <sighs> okay. I, I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on this episode, but it seems like I'm going to be. Um, we we, we have those episodes. I, I'm very disappointed in the changes they made within the game. There's like... The traditional Lego games, you know how you like you go, you got the the fifteen levels, you go in, and then eventually you have to like uh, you, you have to go back in and get all the the mini kits and whatever collectible and the true, uh, you know, get the enough studs to get the true whatever it is, fill up the bar. Yeah, none of that exists in this. Really, it's for I've gone to five planets already. There are no levels. Everything is open world. And they got these dynamic builds that you got to make. You you have to collect these pieces to build certain parts. I mean, granted, I haven't had the trouble finding the pieces I needed to build whatever I needed to be, build at that particular time. But it's it's very weird in the fact of there's no levels, there's no red bricks. The 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 uh, the, the combat's changed. They made a lot of changes with this, and I'm really hoping this is not what they did with this the Skywalker saga. Now, I I don't think they did because the the first six uh, movies were already done, and I'm sure they're just you know making those remastering those or bringing those up and then making you know the three the next three movies le- levels. So I think the game is going to be the way we traditionally know it, but for this particular one, they made so many changes and. I'm not a, I'm not opposed to changes, but this just seems like you went from one extreme to the other. And the only way that like yield like the only way I'm going to be able to you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about is if you actually played it cuz it's so hard to explain every subtle change they made, but you notice the changes they made as you like you go to do it, uh, something you normally do and it's like no, you don't do it that way, you do it this way. Hmm. There's no free play levels. I could change characters on the fly in the middle of anything. Like I said, there's no load into levels. You load into a planet and you and you go get whatever you need to get and then you once you get enough uh in this case like the gold bricks, you have yeah. to click you have to you have, they're not gold bricks, but once you get enough of those you can go to the next planet and you don't have to go back. It's it's weird the the changes they made. And the only reason I picked it up because it was like four bucks. 
Because I never gotcha. saw the movie. And of course, I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, I was going to say, are we going to talk about that in any depth? Since, you know, that's the big game of the week. That's the big PlayStation 5 exclusive, or I guess it's on the PS4. But it's the big PlayStation exclusive that's come out recently. I, I really want to get into a conversation, and hopefully, uh, I, I wanted the, all three of us to be involved in that conversation. So I, I'm, I'm suggesting, unless Alex, you're. Uh, Dude, no, we, got, we can't. People are expecting to hear about it. Like, we can't just, like, you know, Yield is, you know, I, obviously. I don't want to spoil anything for Yield either. Well, look, we haven't played more than, what, three hours each of us, probably, right? No, I'm not, I'm not that far into it. Uh, I can say, like I said something before, before Yield got on the call. I just got to the part where I saved Aaron, which, Yield, that's not a spoiler because you know he's in the game. I was going to say, you're saving Aaron again. Is that what we always do with him? We we saved his tail in the last game, so. Um, I'm really liking it. Uh, I'm maybe it's just because I'm uh, removed from the game, but it seems like the combat is a little harder this time. Yeah, the uh, my ass kicked by robots. The machines definitely have a like, and I think what I've noticed that makes combat more difficult because I'm having to heal a lot more is the fact that they have a wide an attack range that seems to be much wider than previous. Then maybe, maybe I'm just, I don't remember quite as well. Cause it was 2017 when I last played the game, but the enemies seem to have like these ele- electric pulses that gives them more range. At least I've seen like with the burrower and the, I think it was the, the scavenger, uh, but they basically have longer range attacks that make it more difficult in combat. And I'm also noticing that, like, in the first game, like, uh, when you pulled the bow back, you had the skill to slow down time so you could pinpoint your bow. It it, it's, it seems to slow down time, but it doesn't slow down the enemies. Like, they're moving a little too quick. Because I'm moving over to hit a weak spot, and all of a sudden, right before I'm about to shoot, they just magically just moved right out of the way, and I missed the shot. No, I mean, I, I think it's definitely di- more di- like difficult to hit, you know, certain because you know when you scan the, you use the um, oh god, what's it called, the um, uh, focus, the focus, yeah, to scan an enemy to give you an idea of what its path is, to give you an idea of you know if you because they do have silent kills, they do have stealth kills, stealth kills to make it easier, so give you an idea of where you can kind of get around the machine to do a stealth kill, but also they give you they highlight weak points that you can shoot with your arrows and stuff to, for bigger damage. And, you know, even with those weak points, it's still, like, a lot of the machines that we've faced early on are smaller and more nimble, so it's not always easy, when, even if you know where the weak points are, to hit the those weak points. So it definitely takes some skill with a bow early on. Uh, combat is, I mean, the game isn't super hard, but combat is not, like, just a walk in the park, even on the first mission. What What are you playing it on? you playing it on story, or are you playing it on normal? Normal. And I'm doing, I'm doing Explorer, so I'm not, I chose, like, the minimal heads-up display elements. Yeah, see, I, I'm going guided, and I went story. Because I wanted to get through it um, before I start my platinum run. There's For the- shame! Enjoy the experience! That's what I'm saying. I'm enjoying the experience. I'm not, I'm not playing it on, you know, crush my nuts difficulty. Uh, and there's no difficulty trophies associated with beating the game, so... Ah, oh, I love that. Well, I mean, it works in some games, but in a game like that, I, I like that there's no difficulty. Yeah. So, um, I, I do have a question. Alex, have you looked at the trophy list at all? Not at all. 
Okay, because I, I I want to look at the trophy list only because uh, if you guys remember in the first game, there was a trophy for always choosing the hard option. You guys remember that trophy? Yeah, I remember there. Was, now uh, that you mentioned it, yes, I do. Luckily, the first option I picked was a heart, so I'm still on that road if there's another trophy like that. Well, that that's the thing is I want to look at the trophy list to see if there's a trophy like that. Uh, Yield, in the first game, there was always the three choices. There was the, the fist, the heart, and the brain. When you had an option to choose uh, how to respond. Oh, okay. And in the first game, uh, you had to choose all heart options for everything in order to get that trophy. And I don't know if there's a trophy like that associated with this one. Gotcha. So, uh, so far, I've chosen all hearts. Hoping that if there is... Because uh, I don't want to go into the, the trophy list and spoil something for me. Because traditionally, like if I get a game like this that I, I'm really looking forward to whatnot... I generally don't look at the trophy list until I've beaten it the first time. But the one thing I do like, uh, and Yield, you should uh, definitely go check this uh, setting on your PS5. Uh, You were talking about how the cards come up and they, you know, like the videos and stuff like that. There is an option to uh, where the PS5 automatically blocks any spoily videos for you. Okay. So, you know, if you didn't want to know, like, all right, Jedi Fallen Order, okay? Because uh, we kind of went into that. If you didn't know, want to know who the cameo was at the end, mm-hmm. <coughs> there's an option on the PS5 where you can say, uh, don't show me any videos past the point I'm at right now. So no videos associated with that cameo would ever pop up on your PS5 and accidentally spoil the game for you. Well, I, I never had anything like that pop up while I was playing Astro's Playroom. But I will keep an eye out for that, so that way, when some if something does pop up while I'm starting one of my next games, Horizon or whatever, I'll be quick to figure out where it is and turn it off. All right. Now, uh, the now going back a little bit here, uh, before we get into our few topics this week, have you tried out or looked at the trophy cards for the your PS5 games? Uh no. I mean, I I did run across something. Where um, I didn't overly look at it, where it was kind of like, uh, like they do, like I said, explore, and you got all these articles or whatever. So I was on something like that, and it had like 68%, 0%. And I figured that that must have been the trophy cards. Right. So I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't click on anything. I'm just like, oh, that must be the trophy cards. And then I just kind of scrolled away from it. See, what I like about the trophy cards, and I've said this on the show back when I got my first PS5. Or my, yeah, well, I got my Your first PS5. PS5. <laughs> uh, I meant to say when I first got my PS5, but it, it, both, both statements are accurate here. Um, anyway, what I like about those cards is say you're going after a collectible and you don't know where it is. You could go to that card and a video will come up and show you where that collectible is rather than you having to go over to your computer, open up YouTube, you know, and do a Google search. It's boom. It's like, okay, I'm having a hard time finding this collectible. Here's where it is. And the cool thing about that card is it doesn't automatically do it for you. It only shows you like if the game recognizes that you've been looking for this collectible for, you know, five, ten minutes and you can't find it, then it will pop up. But before it will just say, hey, get the collectible. And then after five, ten minutes of you actively looking for it and you can't find it, you go back to that card. It's like, oh, here's a video of where it is. Gotcha. So, so I, I will, I'll, I probably will mess with that when I start doing 
Hot Wheels, Horizon, or Immortal. So, Astro's Playroom, I kind of, I probably should have done it with Astro's Playroom. I When I played through it, I pretty much, I gotten all the trophies. You know, straightforward trophies. You know, I found all the artifacts, got all the puzzle pieces. You know, the only thing I didn't have come platinum time were the hidden trophies. Right. So, so that's when I just pulled up the old iPad and, <laughs> okay, PSN profiles. Okay. Oh, well, I don't have that trophy. What is it? Okay. So here's where we're going. Boom. Trophy. <laughs> I just went down trophy, 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 trophy. Done. Yay. Listen, uh, this is, I've not endorsed by this guy at all, but I think the best, the best, uh, trophy videos out there are done by Power PYX. Oh, yeah. I've run across a lot of his through either, uh, PlayStationTrophies.org or PSN Profiles, where he's through a absolute, guy, he's, through, through he a guy, fan, he makes the absolute best videos for him. Very detailed, very organized. I, I, I shout out to that guy. Yes, I, I, I will concur that shout out. But we're getting on, we're getting off Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, I mean, I'm not that far in the game. I'm maybe a couple hours, two and a half hours into the game. I'm, I'm back in Meridian and getting ready to go to the Forbidden West. So you've got like this one main mission early in the game. Go through some ruins and all this different stuff. You and Varl, Aloy and Varl are, are piling together and, you know, hanging out. And you get to learn more about Varl, which is nice to get more of his character since, you know, he was somebody who carried over from the first game. And it's always nice to get more background and, you know, get more character expose on the people in the world, you know, not just Aloy. But back in Meridian, getting ready to head to the Forbidden West, which I assume is where the map really, really opens up. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like tricky. I'm in the right mindset to play, to jump back into Horizon because you know it's been so long, and I feel like the development cycle was a proper development cycle. Like they put a lot of time into this game, and it, it definitely shows. So I, I'm feeling great about you know being back into the world of Horizon. I'm you know I, I feel like it's the right time to jump back in, and just the game looks great. Uh, the the lighting is stunning, and the uh, the mocap work, the character models, everything looks solid. Like when they talk, it actually looks like they're talking instead of you know the words not matching up or, you know, what they're saying not being synced with the, the lip movement. So I think all that stuff looks great. And uh, it's just one of those games like that has photo mode and you just kind of want to take a picture every couple of minutes because it just looks so damn good. Um, and yeah, tr- Tricky, do you, what, what did you think visually about the game? Are you are you as stunned as I am by how good of quality it is? You know, yes and no. Uh, because... Uh, I guess I could talk about it now. I've had the game for two weeks now, and I didn't. What I'm playing now is not what I was playing before. Um, so, I guess they gave me a different vertical slice, as uh, Alex pointed out before the show. Um, before I actually talk about the graphics and everything, uh, I do want to point out that uh, Gorilla had put out a tweet saying that uh, they weren't able to patch a certain part of the game that. Uh, with an or like an official patch, so they said that if you're noticing certain things aren't rendering on time, what you need to do is close the game and restart it twice to allow the patch to take place. It's it's a very much a background patch. You will not see it get patched. It will not like you will not see an indicator. And they said that fixes it. They said for some reason, uh, the all the graphics don't really line up until the third time you've launched the game. Which is really weird to me. A little weird, but I mean, I think that you not only see it in the character models, but the machines and just the world around you. You look at, like, leaves 
on plants around you and everything looks so damn good. You know, the, the water looks really good. Just every part of the environment you look at, it looks really, really good. And I, I think that's one of my favorite things about Horizon as a post-apocalyptic game is that, you know, I, I'm, you know, I enjoy playing it because, or I enjoy being in that world because there's so many vibrant colors and they're like, the green is so lush. It's like, you know, the, the, not just, you know, the fact that everything, like you see broken down cars and, you know, you saw tanks in the first game. It's just like, everything's just torn down. You don't just see wreckage. You know, there are lush greens, like where nature has taken back over, you know, the terraforming from uh, Zero Dawn in the first game. So I just love how they've managed to make a, um, post-apocalyptic world that actually looks really pretty, where you would actually want to take photos instead of just being drab colors, grays, browns, all this crap. So, like, that's part of of the appeal of the game, is just how they've managed to make a different palette for a post-apocalyptic world. And, like, the big surprise for me, early on, is they kind of tease a fight with one of the new machines, the the Slitherfang, and you actually fight one of the Slitherfangs within the first couple hours of the game. So, I didn't think they would deliver on that early on. But they definitely do. And those yeah, yeah, you fight it, but you don't really fight it. Well, I mean, it's it's you'll see when you get there. But definitely, you have an advantage in the first half of the fight. I'll say that. But uh, absolutely, it is it is a cool machine, and it is much bigger than you think it is. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. All right, that's uh, what she said. But I mean, tricky. Any of that you want to refute or you know? No, no. I, I, I I'm see. Like I said, I I, I want to reserve. I want to reserve my comments because I'm I've I'm always been of the person of like the first week or two weeks games out. I don't want to say anything about it because I don't want to spoil anything for me. Because I've had fans spoil major parts of games. I've had somebody spoil Infamous for me. I've had people spoil Heavy Rain for me. I've had people uh, spoil The Last of Us for me. I was like, you know, like I I I'm very much at the point where I don't want to say too much. Uh. I'm not too far in the game. I'm literally like, I'd say half an hour ahead of what Alex just described. Um, so I'm not that far into it. I really want to get on with the show and finish the show so I can go back to playing it. Uh, this game is Horizon has been the game that I, I've been. I think I've been more excited to play than anything, including The Last of Us Part Two. Uh so. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my comments for next week when uh, Yield actually gets a a taste of it first. But I feel like early on that impression, the early impressions being very positive and pushing you to want to play more. Like I feel like Horizon Forbidden West is delivered. A- absolutely. I mean, like I said, I, I the game feels, for lack of a better term, smooth to me. I I really like the way uh, Gorilla has handled the controls. Um, the, the new advancements and things that you do um, with the, uh, what the hell is it called? I don't know. You, you get this new tool right off the start where if the, if there's a, a a post too far away that you don't can't jump to, you could jump, hit X, and you, you, you know, repel, not repel, but you pull yourself it, to it's, it. It's like a grapple. Yeah, it's a grapple, but it's a powered grapple. Yeah, you can pull down um, rubble with it and stuff like that. Correct. I, I just forget. The, I, I'm blanking on the real name of it. Um, but yeah, I, I even the first one, even, and you see, like even the the, the smartest comments in the game, or her just Aloy just talking, just in in in, in general, like you go down a clip, she's like, "Oh, I'm sliding." You know, all those little tweaks that makes it fun. Like uh, 
there's a there's a spot where I got into an argument with somebody, and I basically told them, "Listen, I have to go. I have to do this mission. You know, I I'd love to hang out, but I like this mission is my life." And I just had I had the controller down because I was answering a text or something, and out of the corner of my ear, he goes, "Is she gonna leave or what? Is she just gonna stand there?" And I'm like, "Okay." The the item is the pole caster tricky. That's the and and. When you're traversing the world, like, first of all, that that kind of goes back to what you're saying, like, how smooth it is. Like, the, you know, it's really noticeable going again from Jedi Fallen Order, which, I mean, wasn't terrible, but it, it felt a little on the clunky side when it comes to traversing the world. This game feels a lot more smooth, where climbing and stuff feels a lot better. But it, almost like an Uncharted with Nathan, Nathan Drake, where he's... Nathan Drake? Nathan Drake. Some, some people would like to see Nathan Drake, but... Um, He'll make those comments where he's climbing on this really um, precarious, like, cliff or this old building or something like that that's crumbling. He'll make little comments like, oh shit, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in deep here. Aloy kind of does the same thing, at least early on, that I've noticed. Like, she's, she's climbing, like, a really old, bit, like, um, structure, and she'll make a comment on it. So, like, you kind of see those influences from other games, like an Uncharted, which you wouldn't necessarily think that there would be influence on. But, uh... I feel like I see a little bit of Uncharted, like a little bit of Nathan Drake's wit that they kind of transplanted into Aloy. All right, so let's move on to our topics here. Oh, we we should say, Tricky, before, um, I do want to say that they don't make it as easy as possible to upgrade to the 5. I mean, it's not a hard process, but I think it might confuse some people, like, because when you go to the PS4 Standard Edition, when I bought the PS4 Standard Edition, it didn't say specifically that there was a... um, free PS5 upgrade, it's not listed under there, or at least it wasn't for me, unless you went to, like, the like there was, a, like, a, a separate menu for the features of the game, but if you do buy the PS4 standard version, once you go onto the 5, you can upgrade for free to get your 5 version. So most people are buying the PS4 version and then saving the $10 and then upgrading to the 5 for free. And it's also worth noting, you cannot not buy the PlayStation 4 version on the PS5. The only way to buy the PS4 version is either on your PS4 through the app or on the website. Um, and a lot of people are doing that because uh, you could buy the PS4 version for $60, and then, like Alex said, you get the free upgrade that you have to go in on the 5 and uh, download the upgrade. Uh, so if you're looking to save yourself $10, and buy the PS4 version on one of those other ways, and then go onto your PS5 and upgrade. Yeah, it really confused me because I saw somewhere on the web where you know some people had reported that they had added in a little note like that there was a free upgrade to the PS5 version. I didn't see that on my menu on the PS4 within the PSN store, so I wanted to make sure that other people knew that, yes, you can purchase the PS4 Standard Edition and still upgrade for free to the PS5. And and I want to give a shout-out to Sony, uh, because I got, as you guys... Uh, well, I don't think I posted it in the Trophy group. Um, I got the uh, Super Ultra Deluxe version of the game, um, and this was the first time I was able to buy a collector's edition, and it didn't come with a physical copy of the game. I have a download for the game. So dumb. Why? So dumb. Why is it dumb? Because, so you get a steel bookcase, but you don't get a game. Okay. It's I, don't so, buy physical, I don't buy physical media, so this works out for me. I know, it works out for you, but I just, I it didn't work out for me. I, I went and bought a, I, I bought the, I bought the collector's edition because I wanted, I wanted the statue. Right. And didn't and come then, with a disc? No, it don't come with a disc, which I like. I said so dumb. So I went and bought a physical copy. See, and see if Alex would have bought the collector's edition, 
he would have been fine. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think that's what they're that why they did it that way is because there was going to be people that were going to want to buy the collector's edition, but then they wouldn't be able to play their game. I, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. I'm not, I'm not like overly knocking them. I'm just like, if you were going to do something like that, then maybe you should have went both routes. I mean, I, I think what they should have done is they should have provided you with like sometimes you'll buy a DVD or a Blu-ray and it'll come with a digital copy just for free in there that you can you know um, redeem with a little code. I think they should have provided people with a physical disc copy and then gave the code as well and then gave a code digitally as well uh, because the collector's yeah, edition of the game. But then what's the stop? What's the stop? Yield? Not saying Yield would do this. What's the stop? Yield for buying the collector's edition, getting the game, going. All right, here, Alex. Here's the code. Now you just lost. Now you just lost out on the sale. I mean, fair enough. But the none of the collector's editions came with a physical copy, right? They were all digital. No, correct. No, correct. Which, which again, is another thing that shows that they're trying to get away from physical media. Which I mean, is the same thing that Xbox is trying to do. All right, can we move on now? Sure. What are you talking about? Can we move on? That's the big topic of the week. Is Horizon? I'm not complaining. One of the latest, biggest news that we've talked about is. Companies like Microsoft and uh, Sony buying out studios. Uh, one studio in particular that has been uh, brought up at least by me. I don't know if, uh, about you, by you gentlemen. Ubisoft, uh, in an article coming from IGN and is written by Rebecca Valentine. Ubisoft emphasized its independence amid wave of gaming acquisitions. Uh, Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, Take Two buying Interactive, buying Zynga, and Sony buying Bungie. Embracer Group buying basically everybody amid a mass of uh, a wave of mass games industry. Con- wow, I cannot speak this week. It's no surprise the shareholders grilled Ubisoft executives during today during the publisher's third quarter earnings call about its interest in making acquisitions of its own or being acquired. But Ubisoft leadership is at least publicly maintaining their air of disinterest for now. It's clear that the publisher knew the issue would be on the mind of shareholders as it tried to preempt the discussion in his own earnings report with a page-long manifesto of sorts uh, saying the virtues of organic growth. Uh, Ubisoft wants shareholders to see as successful as slow growth over time and opposed to a company that spends lots of money buying up other companies. As evidence, it points out to what's built over the years doing exactly that. Its IP of, its library of IPs like Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Tom Clancy Games. Wow. And more alongside various propriety technologies and other, ironically, its company culture and organizational structure. Notably, most of this was accomplished without much need for Ubisoft to acquire other huge companies, although it certainly has done that too, if on a much smaller scale than investors are asking about. In recent years, Microsoft has picked up mobile publisher Green Panda Games, Brawlhalla developer Blue Mammoth, Anti Cheat developer Gameblocks, mobile developer uh, Colobri Games. That's not because I can't speak. It's because I can't pronounce that. Uh, server ID, I, server company i3dnet, and several more. But that's not what's really being talked about here. As the publisher points out, Ubisoft has become most very valuable and very successful on its own steam. A notable triumph after the long-run battle between Ubisoft and Vivendi not that long ago. Uh, basically, this goes on to say that Ubisoft doesn't want to be acquired. Uh, CEO Yves Gamont responded with some what cautious declaration of independence saying quote Ubisoft can remain independent our IPs are sold off by the biggest global players in the entertainment and tech having said that 
If they were an offer to bias, the board of directors would, of course, review it in the interest of stakeholders, end quote. So, uh, Ubisoft saying they want to stay independent, but they're saying if an offer is put on the table, they will consider it. Yield, I'm going to start with you. I, I know you've been very vocal about how this is bad for the industry. Uh, and I know, like, I don't want to keep beating the dead horse about this topic because obviously, you know, we can only speculate to certain points until news is said. But, uh, what do you think about Ubisoft either staying independent, being acquired, or whatnot? I, I, awesome if they stay independent. Because, like I said, sooner or later, this axe is going to drop and we're going to start losing all these studios that are under one roof. So. It's, it's awesome. I, I hope they stay independent because, I mean, they're they're making money. They've diversified themselves in their games, and they finally it, it took a long time, but they finally learned not to put out an Assassin's Creed game every year. To actually develop them, you know, even though I've basically said that I want Sony and Microsoft to light up the scoreboard and you know buy buy buy. I mean, it's it's entertaining as hell for me. I do want to see some people like Ubisoft, I think, as a prime candidate to stay um, third party. EA, the same. I don't think Microsoft needs EA, and I don't think Sony has the capital to buy EA. I know they don't. But, um, I mean, you know, even though people have decried this consolidation, the acquisitions we've seen, I will point out that there are some times when an acquisition is extremely beneficial to game players and to the studio that gets purchased, and that's Housemark. Housemark has always made great games, but they had to move away from their style of game, their strength, the arcade-style games, because they weren't selling that well. And through a partnership with Sony, they were able to make Returnal. And I speculate, I mean, I don't know for sure, but they probably would not have been able to make that game without Sony's help. So that's a situation where the style of game they were making, they had to phase out, and they needed a capital backer like Sony to help them you know, put out something like Returnal, and the game is fantastic. You look at someone like Double Fine with the backing of Microsoft now, Microsoft Game Studios, they can pretty much do, you know, we didn't talk about it on the show, but Tricky shared an article a couple weeks ago where uh, Tim Schafer said he wants to focus on a brand new game, not just, you know, start making Psychonauts 3, so because of the capital behind them in Microsoft Game Studios, they have a net now to do almost anything they want. They're safe. So, I mean, in some ca- some cases, consolidation is good, but Ubisoft is one of those big companies that has, you know, survived and thrived on their own, so they are, again, a prime-time candidate to stay independent. Every company, you know, I think to the WWE, where everyone thinks WWE's going to get purchased any day now, where I think Nick Khan said, well, we're not actively shopping, but we will always listen to offers. We are always on the market, because if an offer comes and we really like it, then we will sell. So... It's kind of the same thing with Ubisoft. It's like, well, if the sweetest deal comes along, we're definitely not going to turn it down. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying that I'd like to see PlayStation by Ubisoft. I, I'm a big fan of Ubisoft outside of uh, Sony Studios or PlayStation Studios, I should say. Uh, Ubisoft is my second favorite developer. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to see Ubisoft. Uh, but I know it's a long shot, especially since, like the article said, they fought off being uh, a hostile takeover by Vivendi. So I don't see them doing it, but I would definitely love to see it. I, I love the Ubisoft games. I'm a big fan of all the Tom Clancy games. Uh, obviously, Assassin's Creed, stuff like that. Um, 
I, I'm looking forward to Heartland, the next division game. Uh, and, you know, last week, uh, it was last week or this week before, we actually uh, forgot to mention, uh, we said there was five uh, Star Wars games in development. There's actually six. The people that made the division, uh, massive games, they're actually working on a Star Wars game as well. So there's six Star Wars games being made. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see PlayStation buy them, but I don't see it happening. I do want to point out that there is currently four hours left on a Capcom countdown. Now, everybody expects that to be Street Fighter Six because they're by the time the announcement is made, that counters up. There's uh, a current Street Fighter tournament that's ending, and you know they've hinted at Street Fighter Six coming, and it's the 35th anniversary of Street Fighter this year, so that all makes sense. Now we know Sony owns Evo, and the, uh, Street Fighter Five was exclusive to the PlayStation Five, so it'll be very interesting this week to watch Capcom because depending on if there is yet yeah, if it is. 6 is exclusive to the PlayStation 5. Maybe that's when it's they, you know, we get some synergy there and we get an announcement that Sony's bought Capcom. I don't know. Uh, Alex? Yeah. Are you taking over hosting duties? No, but I was just adding that in there. I just wanted to let people know that there is Capcom news on the way and it's likely in the Street Fighter game. Alright, because that's literally our second topic. Oh, well. Slap my <laughs> ass and call me Alex. That's why I said you're taking over the host news because you just transitioned to that very well. No, I mean, there, there was speculation that uh, I didn't even know that. Like, you, can trick, you know I don't look at the agendas unless I make them, which is why I like <laughs> that you host so much. But, I mean, people had speculated because we know that there's a Resident Evil 4 remake coming out. But, I mean, in all likelihood, especially given, you know, how many years it's been since a new Street Fighter, this is probably Street Fighter 6. I mean, that's at this point everyone's speculating it is. Well, they're also speculating that there's other things going to be announced. Uh, they're possibly that we're going to get DLC for Resident Evil Village, Monster Hunter Rises, Sun uh, Sue Break expansion, or even the possible remaster of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I mean, that would be nice, but I don't think that this is for... They, they started this countdown seven days ago, or somewhere around there. It was like about a, around a week ago. And do you honestly think they're going to have this much laid up for DLC? I think there's going to be more announcements other than Street Fighter Six. That's probably the biggest thing they can announce at this point, because I don't think they're coming out with a new Monster Hunter game. All right, Yul, do you want to add anything to the topic that Alex just hijacked? No. Was there is there anything else in the news story that I didn't cover? That's that's basically all it was. You basically covered everything in one shot without even reading the article. Yeah, so just, just past midnight, around 12.30, we should finally get a... I will be asleep, but we should get an idea I of... I will be awake. You'll be what? I'll be awake. Oh, well, then you can post a trophy horse. What uh, the Trophy Horse Facebook page, what uh, Capcom's big announcement is. I will. All right. So uh, this is the only time in the history that I do not want to play the soundbite because I do not want to read this question. But time to check my social media. All right. So we have questions. Uh, Unfortunately, there's one question and yield. I hate your brother for this one. It's in the family, man. Homer wants to know, what is the craziest thing you ever put on a pizza and ended up enjoying it? Okay, ooh. Okay, go ahead. His is sauerkraut. Alright. Okay, I'm gonna try to get this without barfing in my mouth. Okay. Uh, Ashley, uh, Alice's wonderful better half, uh, responded by saying, I'd be okay with that if spicy mustard was also involved. 
Homer responded by saying, I tried it at the urge of my father-in-law and was pleasantly surprised. Spicy mustard would make quite tasty, too, I believe. In which I responded, you guys are gross. You know what would make that perfect is if the crust was a pretzel crust. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <coughs> I said they're both gross. Uh, Ashley responded saying, just because you have the undeveloped palate of a toddler doesn't mean we are gross. Gross. It's okay for people to like things that aren't chicken nuggets and ketchup. I take offense to that. No, we all we know that Tricky only eats um, fettuccine Alfredo. Wendy's. Chicken Alfredo. Oh, excuse me. Chicken Alfredo. Mozzarella. I, I I responded by saying, uh, like what you want, but mustard does not belong on pizza. Cheeseburger pizza. Ashley responded, pizza has no rules. You can put whatever you want on it. That is absolute bullshit. Pizza does have rules. There's certain things you cannot put on pizza. People from New York are pizza uh, snobs. Homer responded by saying, one of our local pizzerias sells some signature pies, including a chicken cordon blue, which is really good, as well as a Reuben pizza and a classic bacon cheeseburger pizza. That one is great with optional dill pickle chips added on top. Um... I have had a cheeseburger pizza from Papa Murphy's with dill pickle chips on it. It is very good. And Ashley responded by saying, we have one here that does fun pizzas, too. They did a chicken and waffles pizza a few months ago. Yeah, there's a place in Louisville called Garage Bar, which I don't know if they still have it, but they had a pizza that came with Brussels sprouts on it, and it was good. Now, if you don't like Brussels sprouts, you're not going to be like, oh, man, this is fantastic, but... My God, what what is wrong with you people? People are adventurous. We're like Nathan Drake out yeah. here. We're like Sully. We're like a lad. We yeah, are this out is the here Midwest, adventuring, man. testing our palate to find the next great thing to eat. Oh, my God. All right. You know what? Just give me your answers, but try not to make me bar, please. Yield, you want to go first. So I was at our local pizza place. We went was at Buffet, and they had a beans and wiener pizza. What? I know. But you mean and, like and Frank's like, and Beans? Yeah. yeah, Frank's and Beans. So I was like, I was like, you know what? This is a buffet. I wouldn't personally order a whole pizza of it, but since it's a buffet, I'm going to try it. And you know what? It wasn't half bad. Now, I'm not going to go order a whole pizza of it, but it was like, this is not as bad as I thought it would be. Why would you even try that? Because I paid for the buffet. It was there. I'll try it. You don't know if you're going to like it or not if you don't try yeah. it. Yeah. Listen, all right, you know what? I- I'm going to say my piece for you. Uh, uh, is that all you want? That was it. That, that, that was it. I tried that. I was like, wow, that actually was pretty good. All right, Alex. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the Brussels sprouts are probably the weirdest thing I've ever had on a pizza, but um, I also. Did you wind up liking it? What's that? It, the, well, the question was, what was the weirdest thing you tried and ended up liking it? Well, I did like that, so but also I've got like a few it? others. Um, I'm not a big fan of barbecue chicken pizza. I, When it comes to like the base for a pizza, I usually prefer marinara over anything else or like pizza sauce. I don't like ranch or barbecue sauce because I, I think barbecue sauce makes it like kind of sweet and I don't want a sweet pizza. I want a more savory pizza. But um, a friend and I, once made our own pizzas at home that included, uh, one of them was like a chicken avocado pizza. And avocado is one of those like softer um, produce items that you think wouldn't held up well in an oven. Well, it made it a little crispy and, you know, still kept some of that, that uh, softness to it on the inside. So it's actually pretty good. And then we also put goldfish on a pizza. And goldfish were delicious on pizza. What, Tricky? You don't want to put pizza or cheddar or cheese goldfish? So, so, so did you... 
Did, did you put the goldfish on before you cooked yes. it or after? Before. It was like a crunchy topping. They were, they were like a oh, topping before. that was cooked on there. And it wasn't like, oh my like God. too soft or anything like that. There was some crispness, crispness to it, and it was, it was good. Huh. Tricky, I'm assuming that you don't go to, you know, Gaddy Town and get the dessert pizzas. Okay, hold, hold on a second. Let's start this off by just having a soft agreement before I go into my spiel, okay? The three of us can all agree that a pizza is dough, sauce, and cheese, correct? Well, they do have some pizzas without cheese. You can get pizzas without cheese. It's more more than just that, but those are your traditional... Always going to have. Are you going to tell me? And okay. look, there's nothing wrong with cheese pizza. No, no. If you like cheese pizza, hold, that's perfectly fine. Hold, Don't hold. tell me you're one of those people who's like there can only be cheese pizza and nothing else. No, no, no. I'm asking a general question. A pizza is dough, sauce, and cheese. That is a pizza, correct? We can agree on that. At, at, at the basic form, yes. Okay, so. I, I, I think it was Alex that called me a pizza snob before. Was that right? Yes, yes. That, that was that was me. That, that was him. Okay. Here's my feelings on pizza. You have to have those three topics. Otherwise, it's not a pizza. You take the sauce off, it's not a pizza. That is cheese bread. Well, I don't want to fucking sit there and eat dry oh, ass wait, pizza. Wait, hold, hold, hold. I gave you guys your spiel. This is my time. Look, man, now. you gave me a little little, this little is the silence Italian there. from New York that's speaking on pizza. The world's <laughs> best pizza in the freaking world. Uh, There's no debate on that. I'm well, not even hey, in a conversation about Italy, that. New York, hands down, te- has the best pizza in the Italy? world. Technically, technically, pizza came from China. Just putting that out there. So, my feeling is what would taste good with those three ingredients? Okay? Pineapple? Absolutely not. You start putting other condiments on a pizza. You're you're out you're you're fucking psycho. So so you don't like a taco pizza then? Taco pizza is because you put sour cream on a taco pizza, you can also put taco uh, sauce. Okay, but there are people that eat tacos without sour cream. Now, now that is true. Okay, now we're getting we're getting into the the weeds of this. Okay, we are. But I just but thought I'd ask because a, a taco, by definition, is a, a shell or a burrito, meat, cheese, sour cream. I get that. Okay. Um, I I personally don't eat sour cream on my tacos. I'm not opposed to it. That's not my go-to. Okay. Anyway, continue on with what you were saying. When it comes to pizza, you have to go with what fits in with those three core elements. Okay? Pepperoni, cheese, uh, beef, pork, bacon, stuff like that. Anchovies, I understand. Don't personally agree with. Anybody eats anchovies on a pizza, I think that's fucking gross. But that's neither here nor there. Um. You start putting other condiments on pizza. That's not a pizza. Okay? I know somebody, and this is... I, I, I'm sorry if I'm going to gag anybody for a second. I dated a woman. Well, I'm going to use a woman loosely because she was actually uh, a girl, but... Uh, Wait, what? Are you getting ready to get yourself in trouble here, Tricky? <laughs> no, I was going to say, are, are, are you she, walking a line? 
No, she she Do I need to leave? Age, she was legally just had the mental capacity of a child. Uh it was a very short relationship. Uh and it ended when Oh, I so are you making fun of mentally challenged short people? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about disabled. I'm talking like <laughs> Just not mature, and yeah, I, I, I feel like it. I feel I like you would have been better just stopping at woman tricking instead of explaining. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Anyway, the relationship ended when I saw this. I pride myself on making a good spaghetti and meatballs. Okay, i i can I can make a good damn plate of spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, that's fucking easy. No, no, spaghetti and meatballs is easy. The way I make it is not easy. I digress. What do you do? Do you butcher your own cow? No, no, no. L- listen, if you ever make it to New York or I ever make it to Kentucky, I will make you spaghetti and meatballs, and I guarantee you will never eat spaghetti and meatballs again unless I make it. Yes, because anyway. I'll be so horrified by having your spaghetti and meatballs, I'll be traumatized. Can you stop interrupting me? <laughs> anyway, I I made spaghetti and meatballs for this lady, and she proceeded to put mayonnaise on it. Yes. I walked out of the house and never spoke to her again. You know what? I'm not a fan. But well, on, on top of the pasta sauce. Yes. I, I Wow, that, yeah, I would almost look, say look, that. man, we went that, into that, Target yeah. today and there was a bottle of Cranch. Ketchup Ranch, okay? No. There's there's a flavor out there for everybody. I liken this to really? being extreme. That's like saying, oh, there's only one type of pizza. That's like saying that there's only one type of adventure game or only one type of video game. No, 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 no. See, that's not the same thing because there are certain things that go with certain things. Like, okay, there are people out there that like hot dogs. Some people like ketchup on their hot dogs. People, people, Certain people like mustard on their hot dogs. Some people like ketchup and uh, sauerkraut and all the other stuff and all their other topics. Chili. I'm fine with all that. What I'm not fine with is you taking a staple food. And just saying, okay, well, anything can go on top of this. But, but Tricky, that's the thing is there's regional taste. There's regional variants and people in different places. Like, even people in the same city can have different tastes. So I say, like video games, let people play what they want. And hey, let, pe- let people eat what tastes good to them and, and makes them happy. I, I'm, listen, I personally, I personally do not like, uh, can't understand the idea how... You guys like peanut butter on your pancakes and waffles. And I don't understand how you don't. That doesn't. Yeah, how you, wrap you don't. Around that. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me finish. I personally don't understand how you can like that. But that's okay with me. Because if that's what you like, that's what you like. But when you start talking about putting mustard on a freaking pizza, you've crossed a fucking line. It's a cheeseburger pizza, man. Not with mustard. But you put mustard on a hamburger? No. Yes, you put mustard. Okay. Okay. That. I'm, I'm just. I'm okay. just saying. But you don't put. You don't put pasta sauce on a freaking Dude, burger. Dude, people will put ketchup and mustard on on um, burgers. What if it's a pizza? What if it's a pizza burger? That. Oh my god. There's no such thing as a fucking pizza burger. Yes, there is. No, there's not. It's either a hamburger or it's a pizza. There's no fucking thing, such thing as a fucking pizza burger. <laughs> End of story. There's no conversation. <laughs> My God, you guys are gonna drive me fucking crazy with this shit. <laughs> this is the most worked up trick he's ever been on the show. Oh it's about fucking God. Pizza. I know. We've hit a we've hit a nerve, Alex. Oh my God. <laughs> I cannot even like. 
I literally, and I'm not even, I'm not doing this for the show. I literally threw up in my mouth when Ashley said she wanted to put spicy mustard on a pizza. Oh my God. Ashley, I like you. Okay. You're my favorite Ashley in the whole wide world. But no. <laughs> just no. But, but, but step away from the pizza. But just because that she would like that or to like to try that on pizza. Doesn't mean you have to eat it. See, she can eat something like that, and other people can eat pineapple on pizza, and you don't have to eat it. Okay. You see how Yield responded when I said this girl put mayo on her pasta? I mean, look. That's exactly I mean, how I'm responding when you guys say you want to put mustard on a fucking I mean, here's the thing. I don't like mayonnaise at all. I don't want mayonnaise on anything. I want mayonnaise in the trash. But I want mayonnaise in a time capsule and then nowhere else on Earth, so that way, 100 years down the road, people can find some moldy-ass mayonnaise in a time capsule. But... If somebody else wants to eat it, I don't have to eat it. They can eat it, and it's perfectly fine. That, 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 there's that, there's that, no standard pizza anymore, Tricky. That's gross. No, that's bullshit. There is a standard pizza. <laughs> spread your culinary legs, Tricky. You want to talk oh about how God. you're a chef and you do a lot of cooking. Spread your culinary wings like a peacock, like Mark Wahlberg. Barbecued? Barbecued? The, the other guy. You know, I, just pizza, wa- I, spread your I just watched that movie. Yeah, you're a peacock. What, what we got to let you fly. The other guys. Oh, uh, listen, I, I, I say this with much love and respect to anybody's listeners to this show. I understand people's taste palates are very different. I understand people like certain things. People want to put certain topics or uh, toppings on certain things. I get it. But for the love of God, stop butchering pizza. My God, pizza is that New York does not own pizza. Oh my God! Like tricky. If we never got, I'm going to have an aneurysm in a second. We never got adventurous with food. We would never have burgers with a fried egg on them. And if you've never had a burger with a fried egg on it, it's delicious. Why? Oh my God! Are you serious, bro? I got to change. I got to change topics. Breakfast burger. Hey, tricky. There is a burger. uh, Like I think there's this place called Vortex in Atlanta. That has a burger that says the king would love this because you know how you know Elvis Presley loved his peanut butter and banana sandwiches. It's got it's a burger with bananas, fried bananas, and peanut butter on it. It's great. All right, you guys are gonna give me food nightmares. I I I I I, I, I think this this conversation is age tricky more from the stress you, than all the years me. of smoking have. You, you guys have broken me. I cannot believe the conversation we're having right now. What? That people have found other delicious ways to eat pizza other than they're having cheese and fucking marinara sauce on it? Let- I have no problem with people putting things on pizza. I have a huge problem with people putting gross shit on pizza. I love mustard. I like spicy mustard. It does not fucking belong on pizza. Well, here's the thing, Tricky. Like, I mentioned Brussels sprouts. Hold on, on wait, pe- wait. Stop. 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 Sweet Mama D. What's up? Would you ever in your life put mustard on pizza? Thank you. Uh, she's been raised by a heathen, so that doesn't count. <laughs> okay, hold on. Come here. I, I'm, I'm putting Sweet Mama D on the spot. We heard her. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. I'm gonna name... What's a pizza to you? Um, oh, wait, before you start, have I influenced you at all? Did I pre- All right, let's see how the brainwashing has done. Okay. Remember, you okay. went to a week of pizza camp where you learned about how to make a standard boring-ass pizza. 
Press. Oh, sauce. hold on, I can't hear her. It's press sauce and cheese, and whatever toppings you want, that is how disgusting. Okay, now that's you, not disgusting. Now, now you personally don't like pepperoni on your pizza. Yeah. Okay, but you can understand why people like pizza pepperoni on their pizza. Of course. You can understand why people want ham on their pizza. Yeah. What about pineapple? Thank you. Anchovies. <laughs> Disgusting. Mustard. Disgusting. Sauerkraut. Disgusting. Thank you. Okay. This is you guys cannot destroy a a, a a a staple of American food by saying, oh, let's be adventurous. It doesn't work. Technically it's Chinese. <laughs> You're actually in the background now. Tricky, but okay, so I mentioned the Brussels sprouts what, earlier. What did she say? Huh? What did she say? What did you say exactly? The emotional range of a teaspoon. The imagination also of a teaspoon. Look, Tricky, I mentioned the Brussels sprouts earlier. Have you ever had Brussels sprouts with shaved Parmesan? Mmm. Okay, well, to be fair, I don't like Brussels sprouts. I'm not arguing with somebody who almost died by eating a spicy chicken nugget, okay? Alright, alright, fair enough. Would you eat chicken nuggets on a pizza? Absolutely. Well, nuggets, no, but I eat chicken on a pizza, yes. What about mozzarella sticks on a pizza? Uh, no. You dip them in marinara, which is on the pizza. But it does not belong on a pizza. I'm not being argumentative. I'm, listen, I like pizza. I like mozzarella sticks. They do not belong on a pizza. But here's the thing, Tricky. You you said you understood anchovies on pizza, which if yes. that's something that somebody wants to eat, that's perfectly fine. To me, that's the grossest thing you could put on a pizza: a salty small I, fish. A hundred percent. But, I agree but you don't you. understand why anyone would put pineapple on a pizza. Pineapple doesn't belong on a pizza. It's not. It's not. The, the food palette's not the same thing. Look, ham and pineapple just go really well together, Tricky. Ham and pineapple do go together. They do not belong on Are a pizza. Are you saying ham doesn't belong on a pizza? Ham could go on a pizza. Pineapple cannot. So, Tricky, what what, what do you think, like, what kind of toppings do you want on pizza? Don't give me that stuff where I'm just going to eat a cheese pizza because that's boring. Okay, that's fine. No, I, but I hope you would eat more eat than pepper, just that. I'll eat, a, I'll eat, a, I'll eat a, a Meat Lover's Pizza from Pizza Hut, uh, which, well, I'll eat on a noble pizza, but... Uh, I used to be a former manager of Pizza Hut, so like that like sticks out of my mind. Well, look at you swinging um, your dick around. I used to be a manager of a Pizza Hut. I, I can still tell you how to make a uh, Meat Lover's Pizza and, and a Supreme and a Super Supreme. <coughs> anyway, let's let's get back to the topic of ham. I'll eat pepperoni, I'll eat ham, I'll eat pork, bacon, um, Italian sausage, or, you know, the stuff. There's certain things that just don't go on top of a pizza. Like I'm not and I'm not trying to be a snob. I'm saying it just doesn't like you wouldn't put ranch on a burger. You don't put I fucking on guarantee pizza. there are people out there put ranch on a burger. People put ranch on anything. Well the point is it's not it's not something you're supposed to do. You'll back me up on this please. You're What's being too that? quiet. Would you put ranch on a hamburger? Personally, no. Would you put pineapple on a pizza? Oh, absolutely not. Would you put anchovies on a pizza? 
Oh, I hate anchovies. That, that that's like the one pizza. Well, besides pineapples, I I won't put on my pizza. All right, all right. Let's let's bring this back to you, Alex. Alex, you like sushi, right? I really like sushi. Would you put sushi on a pizza? I try it, dude. I really like some smoked salmon. I'll try smoked salmon on anything, homie. Uh, uh, tricky. That's uh, the thing is like get adventurous a little bit because you know. Like with video games, if you don't step outside your comfort zone, maybe you know you find something you really like. You know, you, but if you don't, if you always stay in your comfort zone, you never know. I, it's not about a comfort zone. It's just the the idea of putting certain things on a pizza just legitimately grosses me out. Like I've gone into pizzerias in New York and cursed out the people behind the counter because of what they put on top of a fucking pizza. I, you know, you you made the joke before about putting mozzarella sticks on top of a pizza. I've seen that in a New York City pizzeria, and cursed the guy out. I said, "This does not belong on a fucking pizza." And you, you know how many slices are still on the counter? Eight. You know why? Because nobody fucking bought it. All right, let, we're, we're we're moving on here. If there's a certain way you enjoy your pizza, or you want to get adventurous with your pizza, go ahead and do it. I, I'm gonna put a topic. No, or, or, everyone yeah. send tricky pics of the of the pizza that you like to eat, like all the weird shit you like to eat on pizza. Post it in the Trophy Horse Facebook chat. No, because you you know what people are gonna do now, and you better beep this out so nobody gets the idea. Is somebody's gonna send me a fucking pizza with a spider on top of it? Well, if somebody likes to have you know a little bit of extra protein on their pizza, have like a- you better beep that out, and not give anybody ideas. No, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to sit there and ruin a good pizza by putting collecting spiders and putting spiders on pizza. But hey. Oh, there's there's going to be somebody that's going to find, that's going to go home and Google spider pizza and send it to me. <laughs> what is more likely to happen is someone's going to go find something weird like maraschino cherries and they're going to put that on a pizza. All right, we're moving on to our topic. That was a good question. That was Homer, uh, right? That was a good question, Homer. Homer. You, you raised Tricky's blood pressure by probably 20 points. He's he's smoking right. during this. Like he's smoking during this. Yeah. How much he's he is so frazzled by this that he's smoking indoors. Around his child, yeah. too. Yes. What tricky, would you eat All a right. pizza with cigarettes on it? No. Well, that's surprising. Uh going into our topic here. I, I said this to earlier to uh the boys. Uh Alex responded and we'll get into his responses if you don't have them, Alex, I'll pull them up for you. Um this article is coming from Game Rant and is written by Ben Grindle. Uh, the rumored PlayStation Plus subscription sh- overhaul should include free PS5 upgrades. Uh, and the article goes on to say, since its debut in 2010, which I'm surprised it's been 12 years. Uh, I did not realize we had Plus for 12 years already. Uh, PlayStation Plus has developed into an integral part of Sony's gaming ecosystem. What started out as a subscription service designed for players to access free content each month has become a necessity to play most online games on the 4 and the 5. Given this transition, it's not surprising that credible rumors are circulating to suggest PlayStation Plus is about to evolve again. In an effort to keep PlayStation Plus as relevant as possible in the face of Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass, rumors suggest combining Plus and Now... Sony's Netflix-inspired subscription service is just one approach being considered to make the publisher's offerings more robust. If Sony is determined to take its services to the next level, it needs to address some of the complaints that players have had recently. And the way in which players access PS5 upgrades has been a particular topic of contention. 
Following the release of PS5 in 2020, PlayStation Plus routinely has made headlines for positive and negative reasons. Even though day one releases serve on the on the service like Control Ultimate Edition have welcomed players, uh, have been welcomed by players. How Sony has treated its new console is often a topic of frustration. Back in March of 21, for example, the fact that PlayStation Plus subscribers were unable to access the free upgraded PS5 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake was met with disappointment. While internally owned IPs like The Persistence have featured free next-gen upgrades on the Plus, others like Border Shell have not. While it should be noted that Square Enix did finally give players Plus subscribers the opportunity to upgrade their copies free after a time, a more consistent approach to the concept would alleviate headaches. The rumored Plus overhaul is a perfect opportunity for Sony to address the issue head-on, ensuring that deals with third-party publishers including clauses relating to free 5 upgrades would no doubt be welcomed by fans. Despite ongoing supply constraints, the number of PlayStation 5s out in the wild will only grow, which means more players will come into contact with the issue if it's left unaddressed. The number of games that release as upgradable cross-gen titles is only going to expand as well. Because of the difficulty Sony and Microsoft are having making the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, it's easy to envision games still being released on the old console for a while. There's plenty of incentive for third-party publishers to jump on the free plus upgrades as as a result. Players will likely be happy to invest in the game knowing that they'll be able to once be keep playing once they they upgrade their console. Considering how rumored PlayStation Plus expansion will likely cost more, there's opportunity for Sony to give third parties a bigger slice of the revenue. Now the article does go on to say more, and it's really long, but we basically got the concept yet. Now yield. I'm going to start this off with you because I know how you feel about uh, the upgrades and how they, you know, when we talked about Ghost of Tsushima and their upgrade and all that stuff. Do you think that Plus should offer a free path to upgrade for the five games? Is it necessary? No. The thing with Plus is the thing with Plus is your discount to the games. Um, I, I I still feel every everybody. And people who write articles, or maybe they're just trying to do clickbait, they're still trying to compare Plus and Game Pass, and they're two separate. They're two separate concepts. You're 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 comparing apples and bananas. So that that's how I feel about that. All right, Alex. I mean, giving people free upgrades. I mean, that would definitely be very nice. Again, it's going to come down to games and what games are on there. So no matter how many perks you throw at us, you know, I hear they're talking about, you know, it'd be like, you know, they have Sony Music and Sony, you know, the picture, Sony Pictures Company, the movie studio. They've got Crunchyroll. They also own um, Funimation. So there's a lot of stuff they can roll in there, like a multimedia service, like some kind of Netflix style thing, but also with games as well, you know. So, but it's, it you know, when you're playing on the PlayStation you're going to want the games. So that's what's going to come down to is is games. Giving people access to older games they could get nowhere else, a la the PlayStation 1, and also, you know, newer PlayStation 5 games. So it is a nice incentive. I would really like to have that bundled in just to get the free upgrade. But at the same time, like, I have a PlayStation 5 in full swing, so it doesn't do much for me because I'm just going to buy the PlayStation 5 from now on anyway. Now, I bought Horizon because it's $10 cheaper, and I can upgrade free. But going forward, well, I mean, I guess you could do that again. Well, it depends on, you know, we're going to have fewer and fewer games be made possible on the 4, and then also on the 5. God of War is going to be one of them, but after that, you know, 
I'm sure the list is going to dry up, so at a certain point, it's not going to matter. All right, well, let me ask you this, and because I, I, I really, I don't see Sony doing this, and I'll explain why after I ask you this question. Uh, let's let's just arguably say that they wind up giving God of War Ragnarok out free for plus, but it's only the four version, and then but you have to upgrade to the five version. At that point, are you going to play the four version, or are you going to pay to upgrade to the five version? Wait, what? Say it again. If Sony was to give us Ragnarok for plus but they only gave us the PS4 version and said you have to pay $10 to get the PS5 version. Where, are you going to play the 4 version or are you going to pay to upgrade to the 5 version? I would want to play... I would pay the extra $10 to um, play the best version possible. And Yield, I'm assuming you would just play the 4 version, correct? Well, unless I can buy a 5-disc, yes. Okay. See, and that's why I'm saying... I don't see this happening because Sony would lose out on money because you get third-party developers that turn around and say, okay, you're paying us for the four version, but your service is going to give them the five version. We spent months and months and months, you know, possibly a year, you know, doing all this work to make the five version the better version, and we're going to give that away for free. I don't see that happening. Yeah, but again, like I I, I just talked myself into this point, but at a certain point, it's not going to matter. Because they're going to stop, they're going to, at a certain point, they're only going to put games on the 5. You know, they're not going to put the next God of War, they're not going to put the next Horizon on the 4. So those games will dry up. The so- Ragnarok is coming. Ragnarok is coming. Well, yes, the we know that, but after that, I'm talking about whatever they do next with God of War. At a certain point, they're going to stop putting stuff on the PS4 and fully move to the PS5. Because this, they're only doing this now because they can't get a steady supply of fives out there. And they don't want to be like, well... Sales didn't meet expectations because we couldn't get enough fives out there. No, they're going to make these games available on the five and the four so they can reach sales expectations and, and meet goals. But down the road, they're going to stop doing that. And they're going to be like, well, if you want the newest Ratchet and Clank or you want the newest God of War or you want the newest this, that, and the other, you got to buy a five. So these upgrades at some point are going to end. We're going to move out of the transitional period from the four to five, and those upgrades won't be necessary anymore. And, and that's another reason why I don't think they're going to do it is because... This is a feature that, while sounds good, is going to be obsolete soon. To your to your point, you know, it's not going to matter whether or not we get the free upgrade because there's not going to be anything to upgrade. That's another reason why I don't think this has happened. Would this be nice? Absolutely. Do I do I want it for you know? At yield, I'm not taking a shot at you when I say this. That's fine. Do, do I do I want this so I I can stop here and yield complain about? The director's cut of a game costing more and added free content and all this stuff? Absolutely. And that, like I said, that's not a shot at Yield, but there are other people out there that feel the exact same way Yield does. Why do I have to pay to upgrade the game? Blah, blah, blah. Even, like, even up the, the past few weeks where I'm hearing people talk about Horizon, they were like, oh, buy the 4 version. You'll save yourself $10. I'm like, again, this is my personal opinion. That irritates the shit out of me because if you want good quality AAA games like Horizon, like God of War, like The Last of Us, like Uncharted, you need to support the developers. You can't you can't say, oh well, I, I can I'm gonna get it cheaper because I can. You know, it's it's time to stop being selfish and, and pay what you you know what the game's worth. I and 
I'm not saying that to hate on anybody that, that bargain bins games or says I'm going to wait a couple of months to, until the game comes cheaper. Whatever your reason for, if you can physically cannot afford to pay $70 for the game, but you can pay 60, buy the $60 version. I, I, I got that. But if you're saying, oh, I can't afford to pay the $70 version, but I'm still going to pay 60, that irritates me, especially when it comes to good quality landmark games. Aloy is, you know, not the official mascot of Sony or a PlayStation, but she very much should be just as like as Kratos is, just as Nathan Drake is, just as Sackboy is. You know, I do I want the upgrade? Yeah, sure. I'll take a free ten dollars. I'm good with that. But it I find ways, even when I get games for uh for review and they give them to me free. Whether I like the game or not, I always go out and buy the DLC for the game just to support the developer. Because I want to see more games. I want to see the, the time put in. There was an article that I didn't put in, in the agenda that Alex sent me saying that uh, they the reason for the delay for Horizon was they wanted to avoid crunch. Okay, good. I didn't add the topic in because I'm tired of talking about crunch. Can, you know, we've gone over that several times. But it's if you if you want good quality games, go out and spend the money on the developer and stop waiting till it's cheaper when you can afford it. Now, I'm going to finish this up with a button and say, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money. You spend your money the way you want. I understand that I'm in somewhat of a privileged position with a good job and have a little exposable income where I can do the things I'm saying I'm doing. But believe me when I say it, that's not influencing what I'm saying right now. I'm I, I'm a big component of if you like something, support it. And don't wait for the bargain bin just because you don't want to spend the money. If you can afford to spend the money and it's not going to hurt you and you can still pay your monthly bills and still everything you got to do, go out and spend the money. I buy shitty ass games for $2 a clip. I buy those same shitty ass games when they're $20. And I buy those same shitty-ass games when they're $40. Mostly because I want to spam out games, which I haven't done, and I'm starting to Twitch because it's almost three months in. But, go out and spend the money if you can afford to. Now, like I said, this is not a knock on anybody, because I I know there's people on this show uh, that wait until the bargain bin. I, mostly because they don't have over uh, an overreaching want to play a game like yield you have not played the last of us part two yet right no and you're probably going to wait until it's somewhat cheaper to play it correct more than likely or i get it for free i just i like i said i was fine with the way the first one ended i really didn't want a second one right so you have no burning desire to play the last of us part two no and at that part i understand why yield will wait until it's either free or heavily discounted somewhere and then he'll play the game i get that but if he had a burning desire, like I did, to play The Last of Us 2, buy it at launch and pay full price. That's just personally how I feel. And it's not a knock at anybody. Miles Morales is a game. I'm not a big Spider-Man fan. You know, I, I like teams of superheroes, as I said it before. So, like, single superhero games aren't really my bread and butter. But So that's a game that I'm kind of waiting to come to plus. And I think that... If you wait for a game to become a bargain, like if there's a game like you're not sure of, like Returnal, uh, and you want to you come, you know, and you want to wait until it goes down in price or it goes on sale to buy it, 
perfectly fine. But I think that you're doing yourself and Sony and the community disservice if everyone just waits till the games go on sale when they're releasing all these AAA games. You know, it's fine to do it every now and again, but when you're doing that for every single game, just waiting for it to come to plus. And look, I get it. I don't control anybody's money, and maybe some people, you know, can't go out and buy a $70 game all the time. I totally get that. But I think there are some times when you should spend full price for a game. You know, maybe you spend full price for un- for a Uncharted game or a Ratchet and Clank game because they're you know what they are at this point. They're proven commodities. But again, like Returnal or something like that, you're like, well. I'm going to wait till it comes out in price so I don't, you know, spend so much money on it and not like it. You know, Sid and I were having a conversation. He said he didn't really dig all Returnal all that much. And he was, you know, he wasn't really happy that he bought spent $70 on it. I totally get that. But I think that we all need to do our best to, you know, Sony and, and its game and its players. Like, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. It should be, you know, mutually beneficial. We should be able to support them with our money, allowing them to reinvest in the company, you know, make a profit, but also reinvest in making really good games that we then get to play and enjoy. So I think that people who just look for all the games to come down in price, like I think that there are times when, yes, you should pay pay full price for a game, you know, not necessarily all the time, but, you know, don't always just wait for something to come to the bargain bin because there are a lot of people who put in a lot of effort to make those games. Um, again, I, I don't dictate any how anyone spends their money because I'm not earning money for anybody. But I try to do my best. You know, even if I am not willing to spend full price on Wise Morales, you know, I bought Ratchet and Clank full price. I bought, you know, Kina and Fist, Force, and Shadow Torch, and Psychonauts, and Alan Wake, and Returnal. I bought all this full price, and Returnal went on sale a few weeks after I bought it. And, you know, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. So... You know, it's okay to wait until a game drops in price or to wait for it to come to PlayStation Plus. I just would say that it's not in the gaming community's best interest to do that all the time because I think that that sometimes can lead to closures of studios, consolidation to, you know, make things easier on on certain studios. So, you know, I get the value of games and that it's an expensive hobby. Just, you know, when you can support the developers fully. Which is why I've never seen a really an issue with the ten dollar upgrade fee. You know, you buy a game on the four at sixty bucks, and then it's ten dollars upgrade, which is seventy dollars, which is exactly what you'd be paying on the five anyway. So, and just and just to uh, reiterate the point, I mean, and not to be the dead horse, but this is kind of one of the reasons why we're not getting Days Gone too, is because the first game didn't sell well enough, and they said they. You know, everybody waited until the bargain bin, and now everybody's like, oh, what the hell? We're not getting Days Gone 2. It's such a fantastic game. Well, you didn't support it when it was out. So Sony has no no, no reason to make a second game where it's not going to sell, and everybody's just going to wait until the bargain bin again. I mean, it, it's... I'll ask you two gentlemen a simple question. Uh, outside of Rift Apart, most Ratchet & Clank games came out, and they would cost $40. Would you... and I don't. Did you guys buy? The I don't. Price? I don't know or if that's true because a crack in time on the PS3 that wasn't full price. Tools of Destruction was full price. No, no it was it was forty dollars. No, there's no way Tools of Destruction, one of the newest PS3 games, was in the first year of the launch. There's no way that wasn't sixty bucks. Absolutely. Ratchet and Clank games. Uh, you know, maybe there's an exception, but Ratchet and Clank games seem to come out at forty. I think $40. the 2016 game may have come out at a lower price because it was based on a previous game and it was a 
more concise version of the original Ratchet and Clank game, again, based on a movie, or that the movie was based off, based off of, but that game, essentially, you were basically replaying the first game, although they had cut sections out and put, basically, a new villain in. Chairman Drek was not the main villain in that game, it was Dr. Ferris. So they added that in, but no, most, most Ratchet and Clank games, I think, released at full price, except for, like, you know, uh, into the, um, oh god, what is it? Into the Nexus was probably released uh, at a cheaper price. Quest for Booty, the same thing. There have been some spinoffs, but there's no way that Kraken Time and the larger games in the future series weren't released at full price. Kraken Time was released for $15. A Kraken Time was not released for $15. No way. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up right now. Back in 2015, it was $15. Alex, I just sent you a link. But my my point being is... if. Let's just say both of you guys are willing to pay $40 for a Ratchet and Clank game at launch. Are you still willing to buy that same exact game of $60? Exact same game? Exact same game that we're traditionally... If they came out and said Ratchet and Clank, which... Okay, just for argument's sake, okay? Forget forget everything right now. Argument's sake, let's say every Ratchet and Clank in history game has, has launched at $40. If if they turned around and said, "Okay, the next Ratchet and Clank game's come game's coming out, but we're going to charge you sixty, are you willing to pay that sixty? Uh, I'd be hesitant. But you'd be willing to, is the point. I'd be what? You'd be willing to. I mean, uh, you may have to put some thought into it, but you, but it the but the you you're not straight out saying, "Fuck no, I'm not paying twenty dollars more for this game." Is my point. I I. I I'm a pretty stubborn man my older age. I, I would that. do that. I would do that. Let's get back to the topic in the head. Uh, the $10 upgrade. So, Yield, you're not a fan of the upgrades in general, but if they were included, you would be okay with it. Well, I mean, if, if it's part of my subscription service, so in essence, I'm getting it for, quote, free. God, it doesn't, doesn't phase me one way or the other. All right. But again, how many more games is it going to be necessary for? Understood. And like I said, I I would like to see it implemented, but I don't see it happening. All right. So with that being said, let's close out the show with some shout outs. Yield, we'll start with you, sir. Uh, First and foremost, I'm going to give a shout out to my wife for squeezing behind the entertainment center and hooking up. The HDMI switch so we could hook up the five. You set the Amy Meister behind? Well, considering she's smaller than me, absolutely. Okay. So, give her a shout out. It's a labor of love, Tricky. Uh, She was willing to do it for the man she loves. And, And hey, and also, as one of the guys at work pointed out, it was smart. To send her back there, that way if she gets electrocuted, the breadwinner doesn't, and we can still make money. I hope she's not in the room when you just said that. Oh, no, I came home and told her that. I said, man, this is pretty smart. <laughs> that that That's true love right there. So, um, shout out to uh, the fans, the pimps and the madams of the whoredom for interacting with us, playing games with us, sending us questions, downloading the show. It's very much appreciated. Shout out to Tricky and Alex for recording tonight. And even though we lost, I'm still giving a shout out to my Bengals because we weren't supposed to be there, and we were. So that's it. That's it. I'm done. Peace out, Alex. 
give a shout out to the community, the fans, the listeners, the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse. Thank you all so much for pushing us into 2022 and beyond. No matter how long you've listened, we appreciate you so very, very much. Give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield, as well as our friend Homer for his delicious love of pizza. And anyone out there who loves just delicious pizza, no matter what you choose to eat on it, hey, you're great and your pizza's great too. Give a shout out, last but not least, to my loving and awesome girlfriend Ashley. We went today to one of the Rage Rooms, the first time we've ever tried these out. So we've got one down here called Smash Lab Louisville, where you can either do a, like, they've got a, a splash room where you can go paint, you know, throw paint on the walls, throw paint on each other, or just make a nice little picture um, that you can hang on the wall. They've also got Smash Rooms, where it's like, it's like a Rage Room where they go out, you pay to go in there for about 40 minutes and just smash shit up. So today we had like a, a, a like a container full of glassware that we could throw against the wall or beat up with like wrenches, bats. Also had laptops. There were a couple phones in there that we could smash with sledgehammers. So basically a room where you just could take out some anger and just destroy shit. It was a lot of fun. So I'm really glad we got to do that, honey. Uh, it was our anniversary this past week. So we went to dinner on Thursday. We celebrated again today. We're doing the, the, the smash room and the splash room. So... Had a lot of fun. Uh, I love you, honey, and uh, yeah, I just really enjoy doing that with you. I'm also really good, glad that Ashley doesn't like boring-ass pizza like some people. And I want to give a shout-out to Sweet Mama Do who set oh, the tricky on the pizza. I didn't, I didn't see you there. I didn't mean, I didn't totally mean to segue you that, like that so well. <laughs> uh, shout-out to Sweet Mama Do who set the record straight on what goes, what does and does not go on a pizza. Sweet Mama D, if you've been brainwashed, uh, give, give me two blinks. Sweet Mama D. You can't be in the room when she does it, because then you'll influence her. No. Baby girl! Let it. Let the record show that Tricky is intimidating his daughter right now. I'm Into not- agreeing with her with him. Uh, shout out to the listeners. Thank you very much. Uh, shout out to everybody uh, who got involved in the pizza conversation, which is Ashley, Homer, Alex, and Yield. Uh, you guys are weird. You're weird. You're bland. Yeah, you're weird. You know, I almost want to go and get a pizza from Joe's and hand deliver it to you guys, but it would get cold by the time I got there, which actually, yeah. ironically, is the best way to eat New York pizza is cold. Look, I enjoy pizza when it's, you know, fresh and hot, but I also enjoy some out of the refrigerator pizza the next day for like breakfast, just cold pizza. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. Who isn't? Who isn't? But cool it wouldn't necessarily pizza. be cold. It'd be lukewarm. It'd be like a room temperature pizza. And I don't want that. Nah. All right. Uh, so if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Be Later. adventurous with your pizza. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith.
permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash even Philippines. 